0: This is Radio Maria, and welcome to ProParent with Candia. Hello, and welcome to ProParent, the program that promotes confident parenting with me, Chirocandia. My mission is To provide parents with the tools and encouragement to become the best mothers and fathers God is calling them to be. Fostering homes where children grow in character and virtue. Last week, we asked ourselves, who do we think we are? And we looked at this question through the lens of our family lives. We talked about what drives us as families, the values we stand by. And how all this shapes the, the way we spend our times of rest. Today we're going to explore who we think we are from a different perspective, a more personal one, and what this means for family life. So who are we? Well as we know the answer lies at the very core of our Christian faith. We are of course children of God. Now this is such a profound truth. Approximately 2,000 years ago, our Lord became a little child so that we, in turn, could be children of God. And this isn't a, a footnote of the Christmas story. You know, some kind of pretext so that everyone can buy each other presents at Christmas. It's the very foundation of our faith. It defines us at our very core. And how does being children of God shape our perception of ourselves, our identity? How does it influence our role in the world? And our relationships within our families well as our faith teaches us as children of god we are temples of the the blessed trinity who lives in us and so we should try to be souls of prayer one day pope saint john paul ii was immersed in prayer in his chapel and his secretary interrupted him there was a, an urgent matter that required the the pope's immediate attention the pope Gently asked the secretary to wait a little longer and continued to pray. And then a few minutes later, the secretary returned, more insistent and emphasising how urgent it was for the Pope to deal with this issue. Holy Father, he said, this is an urgent matter. The Pope replied calmly, I know, just a minute. Now You can imagine the state of this poor secretary, who insisted a third time now that the Pope address the matter. St. John Paul II then looked at him with a sad but serious expression. He said, if it's urgent, I need to pray much. If it's very urgent, then I need to pray very much. Now, are we really convinced that praying should be right at the top of our list of priorities? In a time of such busyness during Advent, do we really believe that praying is really worth the investment of our time? And when we think about prayer, I'd suggest that you ask your children regularly for theirs. You know, it's amazing to me, as a former head teacher, how many parents don't ever think about asking their children for their prayers. You know, There's not very much that children can contribute to family life, let's face it. They can't pay the mortgage, they may be able to do a few jobs around the house, but often they make more trouble or more mess than they clean up. But the one beautiful thing that children can genuinely contribute to is a heartfelt, innocent, beautiful prayer to God. I would recommend having the youngest children say grace before and after meals. As I mentioned last week, we used to allocate a day to each of our children in order for them to lead the family prayers to encourage the children to thank and praise God for everything that they have. You know, the family rosary as well. We had a, a rule that when children were in year one, they would say one decade of the rosary, year two, two decades of the rosary, year three, three decades, and so on. So that by the time they were in year five, they were saying the whole rosary. And these moments of prayer can be wonderful times of rest as well. Perhaps with young children you may want to light a candle, have a beautiful image. And just coming together in prayer, just for a few minutes, can provide children with that rest, that repose for their souls amidst all the noise and clutter of the modern world. And going back to getting children to pray, to pray for your intentions. Let's not forget that the youngest children have come from God most recently recently from the original manufacturer, as it were. And so their prayers perhaps mean more to God than ours. It's funny, when you ask your children for prayers, things happen. You start noticing coincidences in your life because God seems to answer our prayers mostly through coincidences. At least this is what I've found. There's a true story which I'd like to share with you. I heard once of a man who had been out of of work for quite a long time. He had lost his job quite suddenly. He'd been made redundant and he just didn't know what to do. He'd been looking online, had been visiting various centres, handing in his CV, but no response. And one day he was talking to a friend who said, this is the friend who said to him, have you considered asking your children to pray for a job? And the man admitted, honestly, that he hadn't. He'd never considered doing that before. But anyway, when he got home, he felt, well, having had this conversation with my friend, I ought to to put this into practice. And he asked his children to pray that he could find work very soon. In his mind, he thought, I've tried everything else and nothing's worked, so this is at least worth a go. And guess what? A very short time after, a headhunter who seen something he had on LinkedIn or on one of these social media platforms, got him an interview with a a firm of accountants because this was his specialised role. So he thought to himself, the father, this is wonderful, right? God has answered my children's prayers. You know, my friend was right all along. So this man went for the interview. And at some point during the course of, of the interview, someone said, well, look, I'm terribly sorry, but You're overqualified for this job. You know, I'm really sorry. You know, perhaps we should have made this clearer to you earlier. But it's just, you're not suitable, really. But listen, thank you very much for dropping by. We wish you the best of luck. And off he goes. Now, you can imagine this poor man leaving the office, utterly dejected, completely cast down. And as he was wandering in the streets... Um, surrounding the place where this interview had taken place. He he happened, by coincidence, to find a Catholic church. So he went in, he got on his knees, and in this heartfelt prayer to God, he said, God, how could you have rejected the prayers of my children? How on earth am I going to go back home now and tell them that I didn't get this job, this job that they'd been praying for? Now I can understand, says the man, why you might not want to answer my prayers. I'm a sinner. Perhaps I disappoint you regularly. I don't do the things I ought to do, so I get that. But my little children, they've not offended you. How could you not have listened to their prayers? So this poor man in the church just shook his head in despair. And he came out of the church and turned a corner and bumped into an old friend Somebody who, by coincidence, was just happening to go by just as he was turning that very corner. And his old friend, somebody he had worked with, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so before, said to the chap, you know, how are things going? And the man replied, well, I'm in between positions, is what people often say, perhaps when they're looking for a job. And the friend then said, Now I know someone who's hiring accountants at the moment, do you have a copy of your CV? And because he had just gone to the interview a few minutes earlier of course everything was ready and you can guess what happened next. (laughs) Two weeks later this father had a wonderful job with an increased salary, more money even than he had before. What an extraordinary coincidence. If this chap hadn't gone into the church at that very moment left when he did walked around the corner at that precise time when this friend was walking by even 30 seconds, just 30 seconds later they would have missed each other it could have been all so completely different God answers our prayers with coincidences and If there is prayer in your family life, you start noticing remarkable coincidences for your benefit and the benefit of those around you. Parenting is difficult. It's a real challenge. And in the new year, I'm going to be talking a little bit about different parenting styles and areas to do with discipline and how we can raise our children well in these practical ways. But let's face it, it isn't easy. You know, the sleepless nights, the disappointments, the corrections, the reinforcements, even the encouragements, you know all this takes concentration, it takes attention and boundless energy. And there are times when frankly, we're just exhausted. We don't know where we're going to get the strength from. But there was one thing that my wife and I never failed to do, which gave us strength to go on. And we did this when our children were very little. Although you could do this even with more grown-up children. And that was to tiptoe into our children's bedroom at night. To see our children asleep and, and to look down on them. And those are almost religious experiences themselves, aren't they? And I encourage you to do this regularly. Especially when you're feeling tired. When you feel that you've had enough. You know, To go into your children's bedrooms. To look down... Perhaps your three year old daughter or son, quiet at last, their little chest breathing in and out, the blood of their ancestors flowing through their veins. And then you realize that they're going to live through perhaps two thirds, God willing, or more of the 21st century. But what are their eyes going to see? You know, when evil comes before their eyes, as it will, will they hear the voice of their parents? This will be their conscience, the voice of mum and dad encouraging them to freely choose the good and to reject evil, to turn evil aside because it's wrong, because it will offend God and we don't want that as a family. And when they come across some great and unbearable problems in life, will they remember how you, weighed down with your worries, would go into church or there in the living room, Go down on your knees, perhaps say the rosary. Pray together as a family and come out smiling and happy. Ready to go again with that renewed hope. You know, all as a result of your faith. And finally, when they close their eyes in death, you know who knows when, and let's pray many, many years from now, 70, 80, 90 years from now. But perhaps not, perhaps sooner. You know, will they be as much in the friendship of Christ as they are right now? in that cot and at the same time when you're looking down on your children and getting that sense of mystery and gift you can lift up your mind and heart to god and say this prayer oh god please help me to change whatever needs changing in me so that i can lead this child of yours this child of ours to become that masterpiece you had in mind when you entrusted him to or her to our care And be confident, be confident that knowing that just as you look down on your children with this incredible tenderness and emotion and perhaps desire for sacrifice, that this is the way God looks on all of us, you know, all the time. And he will never, ever leave the prayers of parents unanswered. So I do encourage you this Advent to really prioritize your own prayer, your family's prayer, and to make a real resolution, a concrete resolution, to encounter daily, through your prayer, that friendship with our Lord, because this should be right at the top of our list of priorities this Advent. And I finish off with some thoughts on Pope John Paul II again. And once, I think, he was asked, or maybe he was asked many times, I can't remember, if his father had been really hard on him. His dad was a a former military man, and John Paul II was himself, as you know, a a very disciplined man. And so the logical conclusion was that somehow his father had been hard on him. But John Paul II said of his dad, who was a very religious and, and deeply spiritual man, that his father was so hard on himself that he found no need to be hard on him you know what a, an interesting what a beautiful comment from the pope this man john paul ii's father knew he was leading his son knew he was influencing him but but rather than exerting control over him you know trying to engage with him in some kind of strongly authoritarian way what he was doing was modeling christian behavior instead he was leading by example. In effect, he was saying to his son, this is what a man of God looks like. Next week on Pro Parent, I'll be discussing the the right kind of mindset in the week leading up to Christmas, and I intend this show to be a little bit more practical. That's all from me, Chido on today's episode of Pro Parent, the programme that promotes confident parenting. Tune in, same time, next week. Goodbye.